Hey college kids, welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? This is part two of my interview with Jimmy, so if you have not checked out part one, make sure to do that. Subscribe and also check out my blog, acollegekid.com. But other than that, I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, so let's... I guess we can get onto the college portion now. So you're in Hopkins and you're meeting these kinds of people. And if you take out the people who are legacy students and then take out the people who have a lot of money and can just like kind of get into these schools because of that, if you take those people out and look at the people who aren't really like really rich or are a legacy student, what do you think like distinguishes a top tier student like that gets into these really selective schools from other students like do you think it's again a game of chance or do you think it's something else that top tier students have well one thing I, I know at Hopkins like they I didn't know this actually until after I got in but we like they we like don't consider legacy at all like it's just not a factor in the application process um so I don't really know how that like necessarily plays in but I guess from like the people that I've met I would think that they're all just like very interesting people in the set and like also they're just like people that are, are like more than just like a number on a card. And I, I think that like, I was like, I guess like looking back, I'm like, oh, I think I, I think that like, I, I kind of tailored my application in a good direction because I think that like a lot of the people that I've met are just like very passionate about like very random things and you know, have been involved in very cool things and just like are able to put their time like wholeheartedly 110% into like something that they're interested in and, you know, have these like really interesting passions and, you know, like it's like I, I guess like and not to say that like not every student is like has their own passions and stuff like that, but I think that like just you know putting yourself out there and like you know being super passionate to the point where you can like be successful and like something really niche or cool. I mm-hmm. definitely something I've noticed for a lot of my friends is like I have a friend who's like a like a she was like an Olympic trial level ping pong player uh, friend like my my roommate who I said was like really involved in like classic competitions mm-hmm. um so just like very very passionate people i would say yeah yeah that is kind of what you find okay so coming into high school you were valedictorian Ooh, look at that and you had all these like perfect <laughs> scores. Like my friend. that's what they say <laughs> Ooh. <They're> like, Ooh. <laughs> so and you have like all these perfect scores and you obviously did really well in high school in terms of grades you had cool extracurriculars as well coming into hopkins did you kind of feel like oh, wow, there are people who are just as smart as me around me. Like, I'm not at the top. Maybe you are. I don't know. But I'm not, like, at the top, top anymore. Like, people are just as smart as me now. So did you kind of have that weird, like, whoa, there? Yeah, because, I mean, I think that, like, you go from, like, being the big fish in the small pond to, like, all of a sudden there's a lot of big fish around. Um, And, like, honestly, like, it definitely, okay, like, there's, like, two sides of it. In one sense, it's, like, wow. I feel very dumb because like all these people here, like I think my first exam, I'm pretty sure Ali talked about this too. My first like Calc 3 exam, the average was like a 60. And I remember like that was, I got like a, I don't even remember what I got, but it wasn't good. And um, I remember like, I was like, oh, so this is college. Like you're just like the average Joe here. But at the same time it was kind of nice because it's like, oh, like, you know, the, the pressure is off you. Like you're doing your own thing at school. Like there are all these people around you that are going to push you to be, smart like push you to study harder push you to work harder and not really in a competitive way more of like in a you know you see all these people out there doing great things being successful you're like i want to do that Mm -hmm. so 
yeah it, it's you know it, it, it was just, like good aspects and bad aspects because it's like the definitely I, I don't really like I think that one thing that was really nice like I don't really feel like you know eyes are on me here like I feel like I'm just another Hopkins student which is very nice mm-hmm. um but it definitely came with some you know like damn this is this is tough <laughs> this, this is like it, it there's people that like do this stuff in their sleep so yeah, no, like Ali, ta- Ali talked about that specific exam. She was like, I got a 50% on it. I was like, wait a second <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, that's, and can you kind of describe the transition? So obviously there's the initial shock. It's like, what the hell? Like, it, it's actually harder. So can you describe the difference between high school and college? And I asked Ali the same question. She gave me an interesting answer. Like, what is it that makes college harder? At least for you in your case. I would say like college is just like, First of all, everything's a lot higher stakes. Um, like tests are not like they're, they're not just like total. It's not like total points anymore. Like tests are like twenty to thirty percent of your final grade. Yeah, that's so what one, freaks me out. I'm yeah. like, what the? And you, le- you like eventually you learn to get to the point where you're like, all right, I'm gonna go into this and this like however the next hour goes will dictate my GPA and you know whatever you got gotta just, you just kind of learn to accept it. Um, but yeah, so, and then like, I guess like homework, you know, it's not daily anymore. It's like you have problem sets weekly that may take like 10 to 12 hours and you just kind of have to learn to get through them. Um, so like definitely there's a lot more writing on everything you do, but I, you also have a lot more time to kind of like, you know, figure out life a little bit more and like say, oh, like, like I, you know, like I need to put a lot of hours into this class. Um, so or like, you know, it's just, yeah, definitely like, because a lot more is riding on it, it's a, it's a lot more stressful. Um, and, you know, honestly, like this isn't even from an academic perspective, but just from a life perspective is I think that like the way I would describe college as compared to high school is like the highs are definitely higher. The lows are a lot lower as well. You know, like it's, there are times when you'll be like, I, I mean, I guess where I was in the library at like 5am being like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I still have so much more to study for this exam at nine. And you feel like it's like, it's so stressful, but then, you know, you get through it and then you have like, you know, you're in being in college is also just like so fun when you get to have, you know, get to be an independent person that like the highs are definitely a lot higher too. But, you know, there's, there's definitely some times where you're like, I am not a functioning adult. Like, why am I not in my parents' house, like having them feed me and tell me where I need to be all like, I don't know. It's definitely, definitely like scary to be on your own a little bit. So yeah, I, that's, that's how I would best, best like categorize it. it high highs and low lows. So did high school with the AP IB honors classes, they're supposedly to prepare you for the rigor of college, but do you think high school actually did anything in preparing you for college? Yeah, I definitely think that like taking AP classes was pretty beneficial just because um, it kind of, I think it helped a lot with like the speed of college where like, like college still is like, a, like college courses are a lot faster than I was expecting. Um, but I think that like, especially compared to like friends, like some of my friends that like more in AP classes, like I think that's a much harsher transition. Um, just because like AP exams, at least you, or AP content, like it's a lot like, like it's much faster, much more like it's a lot more workload. Um, and I think that, like having a pretty like AP heavy course would help me because I was like, all right, the academics aren't like, like obviously, you know, the exams are hard and like, like, uh, I guess like the problem sets are hard and they take a lot longer, but at least it's kind of like, oh, I know that, you know, I'm going to have to put a lot of time into this. I know how to study. Like, I know, I think that like, that's one thing is like AP tests or AP like classes, like 
you learn to be a better student in them, which I think was helpful. Um, you know, because I think that like, at least in my high school, like a lot of like the regular and even the honors classes, like just like a lot of the teachers and most like some of the students just didn't take them as seriously. And like, I think that like the, the, like the students that are like really want, like want to succeed in those classes, like it's kind of tough for them because, you know, there's not like not everyone in the class is like the same goals, but like, whereas in the AP classes, like everyone is really like everyone knows that it's the real deal. So I think that was a pretty helpful is just having that like very intense, not like intense culture in high school, but like it prepared me for the intense culture here. Yeah. And Ali mentioned one thing. It was that when she got to college, it was not about like, how do you do this? Like, let's say you have a math equation. It's like not how you apply it, but like, why is it that way? Why is it like structured that way? So like she said, when it came to college, there'd be times where they would spend like multiple lessons on figuring out like, why is this math formula the way it is instead of just plugging in numbers? So did you find that like college was a much more in-depth and explore the why of stuff instead of like just how to do it? Yeah, like I think that like you really like in college, like there's definitely like a lot more of a, there's definitely, okay, there's in one sense, there's some things where you can definitely like skirt by without like really understanding what you're doing. Um, especially when your professors give back tests. So if you have access to back tests, use them. Um, but then, yeah, like you're definitely like, expected to understand how things work and why things work. Um, like, it's not just like, oh, you can, like a lot of things you really can't get away with just like breezing through and not understanding it. You have to kind of understand it at a deeper level. Um, and, you know, I think that's one thing that I really like about Hopkins is that um, it's like, I would say like, and I'm sure this is like, like general college thing, but just like, collaborative studying something I didn't really do in high school and studying with other people is so useful for me because like being able to like explain it to someone is so different than understanding it yourself so I think that like that's like something is like hearing someone explain like why like hearing someone explain it as if they were the professor is a very different type of understanding than just like being able to understand what a professor puts on the slide Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say that was definitely like a big change Um, but also like again, like studying with other people did help with that. Cause you know, sometimes they're explaining it to me, the times I'm explaining it to them. So that's like very beneficial. Interesting. Cause when I do collaborative studying, I always get off track and we like talk about some random stuff. Oh, for sure. That happens all the time too. But you know, when you're, when, when it's crunch time, I feel like it does help. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And how did you adjust? So there's the academic APs did help you, but high school is very structured. You kind of know what you're doing. People tell you what you're supposed to be doing. You take class ABC, you do these extracurriculars, you do your homework and such. And of course you have like set blocks of time to do all of that stuff. Coming into college, it's much more loose. You're entirely responsible. So did you find that shift difficult or did you like having the ability to choose your own schedule like how was it for you bad or good i would say overall it was good um i mean there's definitely a lot of challenges to it like just you know i mean luckily like i I guess i don't know if this is luckily or unluckily but like as an engineer like your courses are very like select for you so there's not really much like like choosing there like wiggle room so like the course load in that sense wasn't really difficult but then like time management is just a really you think you have it in high school until you get to college and like, it's just sometimes it's just like you get really overwhelmed with work. Um, and so, and then like, yeah, I guess just like realizing that uh, like your friends are like going to be studying for exams and you have to be studying for exams and you also have to like, you want to have fun sometimes. So it's like, I would say it's a lot, it's a huge balancing act. Like just being able to kind of 
choose all these things, get involved in the things you want to, but also be able to like maintain your grades and your mental health and your physical health. Like it's a tough balancing act for sure. And how long did it take for you to adjust to that and kind of get into a routine of, oh, this is what I'm going to like, I guess, yeah, kind of get yourself into a routine. Like, how am I going to do this? How do I work best? Yeah, I think that, um, I think one thing that was really helpful is like having things do weekly because then I think that like that just makes it like for a much easier like schedule. Like, oh, on this day, I'm going to work on this problem set. On that day, I'm going to work on that problem set. Um, and like these days I want, I have this club meeting. Um, so that, like that like helped definitely the transition. I would say just like the first, like the whole first semester, like you're, it's all an adjustment period. Like your life is completely changing. You're living on your own. You're like, resp- you can do whatever you want to do, which is a good and bad thing. You know, you, you have to like make sure you're not, you know, like hanging out too much, partying too much, all that stuff. Um, and also that you don't overextend yourself. So I would say like, definitely like the first semester is just a huge adjustment period. Like I didn't really, I got involved in like some things, but I would say like most of my involvement really started like this spring semester, just because like, I, I, I was at the point where I was like, you know, like, I don't really know if I, I'm not, it's not even that I don't know if I could have handled it, but it's like, or not that I couldn't have handled it, but I just like wasn't really confident in my ability to like, like, I don't know if I want to take, like get involved in a lot of things because I just have a lot going on with life, you know, like adjusting to college is definitely like a, it's a, it's a, it's a very new process. So there's just a lot of change going on, a lot of new people in your life, a lot of new things. So um, definitely the, yeah, whole first semester is just a lot of learning. (laughs) Yeah. And Okay. So you've actually brought up something I want to go into, which is involvement. And this can go over many things. And I was interviewing, I just interviewed a girl who goes to Duke and she said, getting involved in college is much different than getting involved in high school. In high school, you got into extracurriculars and such. Yes. Cause you enjoyed them, but a lot of them were to like put on your resume and you kind of sculpted, sculpted them to look good. But in college, it's less about like impressing recruiters and just doing more about what you're passionate about. Nobody really like, I don't know, like a sorority, if you're like president of a sorority, nobody puts that on their like application. So was that kind of the same for you? Did you just in- get involved with things? Cause you were really passionate about them. Yeah, I would say for the most part, like, I mean, there's really like from an academic side, like I knew that I wanted to do research at some point. And like, it's funny, before college, I was like, I want to do research from like the first day I stepped foot on campus. And I was still pretty early and that I did start my freshman spring. But like, like I knew that I was like, yo, I, I don't know if I'm ready to like really commit myself to this. So like extracurricular things, it was definitely more like, oh, I do want to get into this at some point. Um, but yeah, like I, I just really did things that like I'm interested in doing and that I wanted to do. So like I am in a fraternity. I actually am the fraternity president. So like, yeah, that's something that I'm just doing because like I like being a part of it. Like I think it's something cool. Um, I yeah, like I worked at the rec set at like our gym just because like I had friends that worked there and they were like, oh, it's a cool job. You get to sit and do your homework. So um, yeah, just like doing things that like kind of like you want to do with your life. Like my yeah, just like really just doing things for yourself, like whatever you, everyone had, like, and it's funny, like not, I would say like most of my extracurriculars, like I don't really think I have like a lot of overlap with a lot of, with all my friends in terms of extracurriculars, like other than like my fraternity, but like there's a lot of, like, it's kind of like you just do stuff that you're interested in. Like, I think in, in high school, there's a lot more of like doing things because you're do them, like getting involved in clubs because your friends are in them. But I think it's very much the opposite. I think that like, clubs are a way you make friends 
And like, I, like some of my friends that I hang out with now, like I don't really do necessarily all the same clubs as them, but, and you know, they're all in different, very different things. Cause it's like what they're interested in. If it's not what I'm interested in, like, you know, in college, it's a lot more about managing your time and you, you have to like kind of choose like what, like what you put your time into is a lot big. Like I would say that's where like the higher stakes sense of things comes up is that you really have to budget your time well. So you're not going to do things just for, for no reason. Like everything you're going to want to be involved in has a purpose. And usually that purpose is because you like doing it. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't like doing it, it's not something you want to put your time into. And another part of college, and this is kind of for every college, but specifically for a school like Hopkins, it's well known. The professors are very well connected. So did you know that you wanted to like form connections? Like I should get to know my professors. I should try to like reach out to as many people as possible because this, because high school, it's like extracurriculars and such that prepare you for college, but it's like kind of your connections and experience that prepare you for the workforce. So did you know that coming into college? Um, yeah, like I've known that like you should definitely like talk to your professors and like get to know them. But like, I think that as a freshman and even a sophomore, it's pretty tough to do because, you know, a lot of your my classes, even through last year were like big lectures and, you know, like with a 300% lecture, like, I don't know, unless you're like going to office hours every week, which definitely some people do like build those relationships that way. Like, you're, you're going to be talking to the TAs a lot. Like, I think it's a lot, honestly, like I found it still pretty difficult to like get to know my professors very well, unless I'm involved with them, not, not through classes. Like one of my letter of recommendations that I have is through my research advisor. And he's like, he's technically a professor, but like, I don't have him for a class. Um, so I would say like, yeah, you have to think a lot more about your network, but it's, it's definitely like, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is just a me thing, but like, I haven't really found that like, professors like meeting professors through class is like the easiest way to do that because you know especially at a school like Hopkins like what what is going to set me as me like a student apart from like every other student you know like there's there's a couple of my professors that like I would say know my name but like even then like I mean granted Zoom University is not as conducive to getting to know your professors but um yeah like I think a lot lot of my professors probably still like don't know who I am (laughs) um so yeah, it's like, you kind of have to like think about that from a more than just a class perspective, because again, like most of the adults that I've like really networked with are not through my courses. Okay. So if you don't network through your professors, obviously you mentioned research. So can you give us a little bit about a little bit into that and like how you form connections through there, if it's not directly through professors? Yeah, I guess it's not, not that it, it's, I think it's more that it's not directly through classes. Oh yeah, classes. Um, class. Yeah, because like I think like some of my like for example like for my research specifically like I had just um, reached out to like a couple of professors on the like on the med campus about getting involved in research um, because like Hopkins has like a separate medical campus for where the hospital is, um, so that's kind of how I built that relationship. Um, and then like there's there's been like certain ac- um, extracurriculars I've been involved in like we have these like it's called the design team it's like an academic team of like undergraduates and we work with we have like a faculty advisor so like working with them one-on-one that's like a much more impactful experience and like working with my research advisor one-on-one is again much more impactful experience than like doing well in a class you know honestly like what that's one thing that i i've always found kind of paradoxical is like if you're doing well in a class like you're probably not going to be like interacting with the professor at all you're really going to be, you're going to be like not going to office hours and not seeking extra help and not emailing them. 
um, even though you'd think that that's how you're going to build the relationship. So honestly, like that was one thing I was really surprised by is that like a lot of the relationships you're going to build are not necessarily through like the classes that you do well in. It's really going to be the classes where you just interact with the professor a lot and not again, not classes, but like the situations and settings where you interact with your professors a lot. Yeah. And I want to get more into research because I mean, that's what Hopkins is basically known for. And you, are you on the pre-med track? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I mean, Hopkins is like the best in medical as well. So go like, can you just explain how like well Hopkins prepares their medical students? Cause it's what they're known for. They're also known for their research. So can you talk a little bit about kind of like the resources that you have access to just because you're a Johns Hopkins student who's on the pre-med track? Like, do you get to go to Johns Hopkins hospital and like work there? Is it like easy for you to get those connections? Yeah. So first I will say it's funny. I actually didn't want to be pre-med until after I got to Hopkins. So, but I, so I ended up, it was kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense that like everyone now it's funny. Like now that everyone, I, I always get that, like, Oh, are you pre-med? They're like, Oh, I should have figured. And I'm like, Oh, I wasn't at first. But um, yeah, I would say that like, definitely there's a lot of like, really cool experiences that I've gotten from being a Hopkins student specifically. Um, I mean, my research is like, on like I go to like a, like the summer after my freshman year I was like going to the hospital every day working full time in my research lab so that was like a really cool experience and um you know my lab is we I haven't like published anything yet through my lab but like I'm hoping to get a couple papers by the end of my college experience and you know just having like like these professors are all like super high achieving they're all like my my PI he was um he was a like really successful at MIT and then he has like a bunch of, I don't know if you know, like the publication nature, it's like a really big, um, like scientific journal, but like, he like, he's like, he has all these accolades and like, he, he's been on the cover of nature twice or like his artwork for his papers. So it's like, just like getting into like the faculty being of such a high caliber, that in itself is a huge benefit. Um, and then uh, I, I think that just like having the Hopkins hospital is just such a great resource, especially from like, from the pre-med perspective, because um, if you want to do medical things and like things in like that, that field, they're totally available. So what I was talking about earlier was like design team. Um, and this is, I guess this is, this is specifically in my uh, major department, but we, it's basically a team of undergraduates and you work, you have a faculty sponsor and then a clinical sponsor through the Johns Hopkins hospital system. And you work to, they, they basically give you the doctor says, Hey, I have a problem that I want to solve. And then you say like, it's a team of engineers and we work the entire year to fix it. So I was on a design team my freshman spring and I joined one this past spring, I guess that was, and I'm on it now. Um, and that's been like really an amazing experience because I got to shadow brain surgeries my freshman year, um, got to work with, you know, work, I, I think our clinical sponsor, I don't remember exactly her title, but she was either the chief or the director of neurosurgery um, so that was just like really cool. Um, and you know, you just gotta, you get to work. Like, it's funny, like during our meetings this semester, I'll be on zoom calls with like two, like pre, like a, two, uh, my project's on like eye surgery now. And I'll be on like a zoom call with like two pretty successful, like, like one of the training doctors at Johns Hopkins hospital for the ophthalmology unit, which is, they have like a really, really sensitive ophthalmology unit. And like, I'll just be sitting like zooming these two clinicians and they're just like making jokes about like surgery and like all this stuff and i'm like like wow like this is pretty sick like I, yeah sometimes it's like really cool to think that like i'm just sitting in my room 
on Zoom talking to like doctors that are cutting people's eyes open and writing papers about it. And yeah, so that's like a really cool experience that I don't think, and I think that like Hopkins specifically really, really has a lot of benefit to, um, you know, research and just really getting that hands-on, hands-on stuff. And with that research, did you find it, because I'm sure in Johns Hopkins, I mean, again, research, like research and medical gods. So like, did you find it very easy for you to get this stuff or did you need to kind of like push yourself out there and kind of go ask people, where can I get this opportunity? Where can I do this? Who can I ask to do this? Or was it given to you or did you search for it? Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's given to you because you definitely have to like seek it out. But I, I remember on my, like on my tour of Hopkins when I was an under, when I was a, a high school student um, that my tour guide said, like, there's a, there's a myth that there's more re- undergraduate research positions than there are undergraduates at Hopkins. And that was like one thing I really liked that I really, that really drew me to Hopkins. And it's funny because I honestly feel like that might be true at this point because I emailed like I, my freshman, I want to say winter break my freshman year. I was like, okay, I think I want to start getting involved in research. So I picked out like maybe like eight different uh, PIs that have like, interesting research. What are PIs? Oh, sorry. That's principal investigator. So that just means like the head of the lab. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I picked out, um, picked eight PIs that I like thought were really, they had really cool research. I was like, all right, I'll email a couple of them. And one of them emailed me back. He was like, oh, like, I'd lo- like, if you want to come in and talk about my research, like, I-, I think I emailed him asking to like talk about his research. And he's like, yeah, sure. Like come in whenever, like, well, we can sit down for like an hour and talk. And then when I left, he's like, so, or like at the end of the meeting, he's like, all right, so just let me know if you want to join. <laughs> and I was like, really? Like, that's it? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd send him my resume, but I doubt he even looked at it. Like, it was just really, he was like, if you're interested in it and you want to make a commitment to the lab, and you know you're you're looking to like get involved like I you know he re- he also is like a, I really like him he's a great PI he's very much focused on like mentorship which I think was really beneficial but like literally my like one of my first three emails ended up being like the my my research advisor for the past like two and a half years so it was definitely like super easy um, which is really really nice <laughs> yeah and so are you I'm sure with this research and such since you are pre med presumably going on to like pursue higher education. Are you relying on the connections you make through research to help you with maybe a postgraduate degree and go into the workforce? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think that like having the connections is definitely going to be useful. I think that for med school specifically, um, I think it like research is more helpful in the sense of getting publications because that's like a really big aspect of um, med school admissions. Um, but like connections, I, yeah. So I think connections are much more important for like going into like industry and jobs and stuff mm-hmm. um, directly out of college. Like it definitely, you know, there's it, there's definitely going to be. I'm sure there will be times when like I'm going to be applying to schools, and if like my again my PI went to he was a postdoc at or postdoctoral student at MIT. So like if if I'm sure if I apply to MIT, he'll probably know a couple people there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the connections are definitely very going to be very useful, but I think that like at least as a pre-med student, research is a little bit more helpful for just resume building. Yeah, yeah. I've heard like if you want to go to postgraduate, which is usually like more like, you know, your doctor degree, you need research. Like other people look for internships while like pre-med people look for research opportunities. Yeah. Okay, and <laughs> and one thing I forgot to talk about, which I usually talk about in the beginning when we come to like actual college experience is more the kind of friends and social aspects. So 
I mean, New Jersey's kind of close, but it's not like you're living with your family. So you're coming to Hopkins and it's like brand new for you. So along with the adjustment to the rigor, how did you adjust to having kind of nobody there? And how did you kind of make friends, socialize and form like a concrete group of friends? Because, you you know, you bounce around between few groups and few people. Yeah. So um, that was so I, I definitely chose Hopkins because it was like close enough to home that I could go home if I needed to but like far enough that I didn't feel like I was in my backyard. So um, that's, I did like that. And again, like I think my experience is a little like different than most because it was so great not being around siblings just because it was like, the, I would say like really the first time, like being like a, like completely an individual human being and not being like reliant on any other people. So that was like very, like a really cool experience. Um, and then, yeah, I think freshman, like, especially like the first, like, well, it's funny actually. So the first day of freshman year, um, I met like three of my like my closest friends who I'm still friends with now. Like I met them in the courtyard of our dorm. Um, and yeah, most of my friends, like Allie lived, she was in my house. Like I met her on the first day. Um, mm-hmm. I met, uh, yeah, like I think I met all of them the, that first. I, I don't know if I met Allie the first day. Maybe it was like, but like the first because she lived in my house, mm-hmm. um, which is just like my hall. So just like crazy that I think a lot of my friends were like, purely from like where I lived, they all like most of the, my, especially my freshman, like the people I was really close with freshman year, it was like, they lived within a couple of rooms and on the, like, w- like within my dorm. Cause I think that at Hopkins, like we have a couple different dorming options and my building is one of the two. That's like a traditional college dorm where you have a roommate and then you have communal bathrooms and like right mm-hmm. outside the door is the hallway. Whereas I think other dorms are like suites so I, th- I was definitely in the more like traditional college experience, very social dorm. So I became like, like basically like most of the people in my hall, like very good friends with, and you know, most of them I'm still really good friends with to this day, but you know, it's, it's weird because you, you really just meet so many different people. The first, I mean, first semester, first year for sure. But like the first month is crazy. How many people, like, it's so weird that like, like I, lo- I look back to like my first like month of college and it was just like so natural to walk up and be like, oh, I'm Jimmy. Nice to meet you. Oh, I'm like, whatever. Like you just went up and introduced yourself to people. And like, I have never, I have not been that social since I'll tell you that. Um, so it, it's, yeah, I would say like, you just meet so many different people. And I was, again, I'm, I think I'm very lucky to have found my friend group because, you know, I, I'm still with them now. So I guess that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, I think just like getting, like, it's, it was a change for sure. You know, you, you don't have like, that your your friend group is just like these people that you just met so it's definitely very weird because you know you're used to like in high school you're used to being around these people that have known you your entire life mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like I think like my my third or fourth night because we have like our orientation week we had like a sleepover in one of like our friends dorms and, like I slept on the floor with like two of my two of my guy friends like one of them I don't even talk to anymore and it's like it's so weird to think that like you kind of just jump right into it um and just like you know, you just gotta, you gotta meet people. It's all about meeting people and like, I guess finding people that kind of share the same vibe as you or like care about the same things as you. And, you know, people that really like that, just like you like being around that puts you a better person. Um, and that, yeah, like kind of share your values. Yeah. That's interesting. And since, I mean, again, at these top tier schools, any top tier school, not just Johns Hopkins, you're going to have rich people, you know, (laughs) it's going to be obvious there. So coming in, did you kind of have a fear that, oh my God, what if the people are so snobby? What if like 
they don't like me or I don't like them? Did you have that fear? Because you're really lucky you met your best friends in college on like the first like week. Well, I, I it's funny. I, I met them, but me and my, so me and my, like one of my best friends, who, he was my roommate last year and he, he's my roommate now. We actually like, hated each other the first day. So I guess I was, I should have clarified that for um, like meeting them the first day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like I was definitely concerned just like, like at, coming to a school like Hopkins, like you just, and I guess college in general, you just don't know, like if you're going to fit in, like if you're going to be the, like you, it's like, yeah, I guess like, I think every school has like its own vibe for sure, but it's like kind of just that fear. Like, will I find my people? Will I find people that aren't like, you know, are then, are, is everyone going to be snobby? Is everyone going to be like nerdy? Is everyone going to be like super competitive? Like that was like a big fear of mine is that like, I wasn't going to find people that were passionate and like, like hardworking, but also were like fun people. Like I, I think that was actually my biggest fear is that I was going to like not have any fun my freshman fall because I thought that I was just going to be in the library the entire semester mm-hmm. and not have anyone to like that like to, you know, go out or hang out. And yeah, luckily that was not the case though. That is very lucky. Okay. So we're coming to basically an end here and I want you to do, I'm sure you know this already, but I want you to do two things. So one piece of advice for current high school students, it can be anything like to do better in high school or to prepare yourself for prepare yourself for college and then another piece of advice for like just one thing for college students right now what would you tell them maybe they're struggling maybe they're like they're just unhappy because it's like a sudden quick change for them so what would you what advice would you give for those two people for those two groups sure so I would say for high school students um definitely like I don't want to say like, don't stress. Cause you know, there's so much to stress about in, in high school and college admissions is such a stressful process. Um, and, you know, I think that like part of it is like, it's a, it's a very like reflective process. You know, you, I feel like I learned a lot about myself in the process cause you learn what you like and what you don't like and kind of who you are and what's important to you. So definitely don't take that for granted. And also just like, you know, like be like, be your own, be a person. Don't like, don't really think it, like, I don't, I think that one thing that I like kind of fell into the trap of is like, you know, I think I put a lot of like pressure on myself to like get into the top schools and like push myself as hard as I possibly could. And at the end of the day, I think that like, you know, one of my biggest fears is like, I like, like, I think just like the fact that I retook the ACT when I got a 35, I like cringe at that so hard because I'm like, I was so stressed about one point. And, you know, I don't think that like you really, I, I think that like colleges are, look at applications so much more holistically and like, it's not just about the numbers. It's about like who you are as a person. So like at the end of the day, like you should, you should just do things that you're passionate about, do things that you like doing. Like, don't, you know, like, don't like really like, there's like, I guess like a lot of the stress and like pressure, like at the end of the day, you want to find a school that fits you. And I think that like, if you do what you like and you do what you love, like that's kind of part of the, like, I, that's in an ideal world, the college applications process is going to choose people that are, that are like perfectly fit for the school. And like, obviously that's not the reality, but you know, I think that's something you should strive for is to go for a school that like fits your vibe, fits your passion. And remember that like, don't reduce yourself in the application process. Like you are a full person, not just like a set of numbers on a piece of paper. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how, that's the best thing I would say, like a high school student. Um, and then to a college student, I would say kind of a similar vein is like, 
don't like you don't have to put like like everyone's college experience is going to be so 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 different and you know like some people don't find their friend group until for the first semester at all some people find it the first day some people are going to get involved in different clubs and then quit and some people are going to not get involved and then join later some people are going to have to drop classes and fail classes and you know at the end of the day it's like call like life is so much more than like every little thing that happens to you in college and you're going to fail and you're going to have tough times. But, you know, like at the end of the day, like there's no standard of what a college experience looks like. I think college is like really even more so than like high school. It's about like finding who you are, figuring out what you like and what you're passionate about and just like being kind of true to yourself and that, and, you know, like put your time into things that you think matter and, get involved in the things that you think matter and find people that may that like kind of like help you become that better person that's passionate and driven and hardworking. And, you know, don't stress if that doesn't come immediately because, you know, you have four years to figure that out and it'll, it'll happen, but it'll, it'll happen eventually. And, you know, at the end of the day, like there, again, there's no standard to compare yourself to. Um, and, you know, a lot of like what you hear from other people is you, you only hear the successes when people talk about their college experience and there's so much failure, like literally so much failure in college that it really gets, you know, you, anytime you fail, like, you're like, oh my gosh, why is everyone else doing so much better than me? And like, I guarantee it is not that way. Like, you know, if, if, if you're like struggling in a class and you're like, why am I the only one having a hard time? I guarantee you're not. If you're having like a bad mental health period, like I guarantee you're not the only one. So definitely like comparison is like a very it's a trap you fall into in college because at the end of the day, like live your own life. That's what college is about is living your own life. Wise words spoken by a wise man. Thank you very (laughs) much. Thank you very much for coming today. Of course. This was a great talk. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. And that wraps up part two of my interview with Jimmy. Again, if you have not checked out part one, make sure to do that. Subscribe and also check out my blog, acollegekid.com. But other than that, I hope to see you in the next one. (laughs) 